Paper Cut Podcast strives to be evocative and inclusive. Every Monday, we cut below the surface with folks that make the Winnipeg arts and culture scene thrive. Welcome to the Paper Cut Podcast. My name is Jared Goche. I'm Olivia Michaelcheck, and we are here with Charlotte Friesen. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Um, well, I am a musician, um, specifically a guitarist. Um, that's all. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So what bands are you part of? Um, my main project right now is Atlas. I also am working with Casty Mann and uh, Beth and Kip Koke. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not you... all of them are like, I'm like sort of a semi-member or like partial member, you know, but I am like writing music with Atlas and with Cassidy, so. Cool. So what does it mean to be a partial member of a band? Um, I would say like a hired member. I'm not writing music with them. I'm not necessarily recording with them, but I'll play shows if they need me to. Hmm. Do you find that easy to just transition into someone else's music and pick that up? Or is that an easy thing to do? Um, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm interested in doing right now. I, I, like, I'm trying to branch out as much and play with as many different bands as I possibly can, like, different types of music. Um, yeah. Why are you doing that? Um, well, <laughs> is music your profession? Like, is that what you do That's for a job? That's what I would like to be doing. Yeah. Um, and so over the past year, I've kind of just been like basically saying yes to everything. Well, I mean, as long as I'm interested in it, but, right. um, I want to be like a, I want to be able to play as many styles of music as possible. Um, and I think it's really interesting, like learning learning from different people and seeing how different band dynamics work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Is there a genre that you're you're sticking to right now, or is there one that you, you prefer playing? Um, I think that I definitely, um, like, I'm most comfortable in pop music, and that's sort of, like, the, the bands that I'm, like, most involved with are, are pop. Cool. So mm-hmm. how did you learn to play guitar? Who was your teacher? Um, I took lessons with Arielle Posen from the Brothers Landreth. Oh, cool. For many years, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I learned from a really good guitarist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what does it take to learn to play guitar? Because as far as I, as, like, an amateur, mm-hmm. it's just, like, you just learn chords, and then that's what you do. But then there's, like, more steps, like, even going from acoustic to electric. Like, what is it? Mm. What goes into playing yeah. a good song on guitar? Well, I learned on acoustic, and mm-hmm. I did not love it. Uh, I think you have to figure out what kind of music you want to play. Because, like, when I started learning, I was very young, and, like, my mom told me to learn an instrument, so it's like, okay, I'll learn guitar. Um, and, like, I don't know. I think I just stuck with it because, like, I had nothing else to do. And I kind of didn't even really like it, um, <laughs> which like I don't think you should force your child to learn music. But like I kind of just grew into like I learned to play mostly in jazz band in like middle school, and that's when I started actually liking playing music was with other people because mm-hmm. I was like hidden in my room like playing guitar and it was just like not connecting with it. But as soon as you start playing with other people, I think like 
you get more confident and it's way more fun. Cool. So I guess some of the things, I guess it was a leading question because I already like, <laughs> someone said to me, we we're at the Atlas show and mm-hmm. like, that's the queen of tone. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I don't know what that means, but I am absolutely captivated now because if it's the queen of anything, I'm going to be paying attention. So like, what is tone? Um, it's, it has to do with the quality of sound of the guitar. So like, I'm really interested in, in like gear and pedals and stuff. So that's basically what they're talking about. Like, I don't know. I have a giant board with like little toys that make my guitar sound different. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's what that's what they're talking about. So what makes a good tone versus a not good tone? Um, <laughs> Sorry, that's are these like really hard No, no, not I don't all. know the answer. Yeah, so. I think, I mean, for, I've been really into like, I mean, because there's, I feel like there's definitely like a sort of snooty attitude that a lot of people have about tone. Like, you have to like have the most expensive gear and you have to like use it this specific way and and such but i've been really interested in like what might be considered a bad tone used in a different context that would make it sound interesting like i don't think i think that you have to find a sound that fits into the song in an interesting way i don't think it's so much about what it, the sound is i think it's how it fits into the song cool so the sound of your guitar will mm-hmm. change from song to song yeah, like even like a chorus tone might be different than the verse. Well, it will definitely be different than the verse. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I see people yeah, clicking around on pedals and I honestly have no idea what they mean or what they do. Mm-hmm. I for some reason, I guess I've seen people looping on them, so mm-hmm. I figure somebody's like mm-hmm. looping over themselves and I don't understand what's happening. So yeah. to know that those are like altering your sound. Yeah. Verse versus chorus that is yeah. amazing yeah and is that just all trial and error like you press this one at this time <laughs> and this just to see like everyone seems very methodical about okay press it at this time press it at this time how do you get to that point <laughs> well so each of those little toys uh, like or boxes does a different thing um so i know what each one is going to do and i can tweak so i will have like a distortion pedal and a reverb pedal and I know what it's gonna do approximately. So I think that I usually like, when I'm, I, even when I'm writing a part, like I might not even think about the part. I might even actually think about the tone before I even write a part. And I think that's really inspiring for me. And so like, yeah, I might, I might just figure out what my guitar sounds like before I even write a, a line. Cool. So Atlas is the main project. So, for right now? Yeah. Is there a project that you front? No. No? And that, is that a role that you ever want to take? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I just... Not now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, figure out, my, like, what my style is. Right. So, mm-hmm. you would come up with a project if you were, like, inspired by a certain genre or... Yeah, because I, I feel like I'm just so all over the place right now, I don't even know what what kind of music I would want to play if I was writing it on my own. So as a hired musician, do you ever, how does that work 
do you get the music that's already written and they say this is like you just play it the same as this person played it or do you do you get an amount of interpretation or it it really depends on the project um uh usually i will play it how how they recorded it um yeah unless unless they tell me that they want me to play it differently or tell me like interpret this how you want i mean that happens too mm-hmm. um but yeah is it easier to sorry i'm just like rapid fire question no, no no is it easier to write a song or to like just do what you're given like is there any time pardon me was there ever a time where you're like okay i wrote this song it's autopilot or somebody else wrote this song it's autopilot mm. and this is harder this is easier yeah um well, when I started playing with um, with Beth, it was like totally different than anything I'd done before. Like a lot of feedback stuff and like a very different style than what I was used to playing. Like that kind of was a, like a little bit of a transition and I had to figure out how to play like their guitarist because there really wasn't that much room to like play it like I would, you know? Um, but usually like I don't, I, I don't mind that, and I like to, I like to like kind of figure out how someone else is playing it, mm-hmm. and what they were thinking. And cool. Do you ever? Sorry, no, no. I'm just so curious. Do you ever mix up? Like, I'd imagine knowing so many songs, like mm. or like bands that like not a popular song that everybody knows. Like it's mm. not on the radio, so it's not like this yeah. thing. It's like. You'd, be ha- you'd have to learn songs fairly quickly. Like, what's the shortest amount of time that you've had to learn? Mm, I mean, I usually get, like, at least a week to, like... And, I mean, I'm not, like... I'm not, like, going in, like, having to know the songs perfectly right away. Right. Um, but, yeah, I usually... I have, like, a notebook that's full of just, like, scribbles of songs that I've had to learn and, like... I go back to look at them later, and I just have no idea what I wrote. <laughs> like, I have no <laughs> No system yet. Yeah. <laughs> it made sense at the time, but... So, have you ever been hired to be in a band, and then your performance is kind of like, okay, this is where we want to go with, would you like to be in the band full-time? And mm-hmm. how would you manage that? Um, I have not... That's not really been offered to me yet. Like, I don't know. At least, yeah. I Like, is it something you'd want to keep more casual and just mm-hmm. hear when I can? Or is it something that if someone wanted you a part of their band and you like their sound, would you would you go with it? Yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it would totally depend on the project and, like, what their plans were. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm kind of at the point where, like, I want to do this full time. So if I get the opportunity, yeah, absolutely. It's really interesting to be able to talk to somebody that uh, does what you do. Like, just, like, a, a person that is part of projects as well as for hire. Because I know that a lot there's a lot of crossover in bands in Winnipeg. And it's, yeah. this topic of conversation doesn't really ever come up to be hmm. able to, like, delve into what, it, what they do. Which is, like... Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, there's no... I don't think there's any, like, model for what... I'm doing. I mean, not right. as far as I'm concerned. Like, I mean, there is, and there's lots of things you can do and lots of ways you can go about being a, a like guitarist for hire. 
but it's like you kind of are your own like you're selling yourself <laughs> yeah so not, like I don't know what I'm doing half the time but I just kind of take things as they come so what else do you do to fill your time I work at Burrito Del Rio uh, restaurant nice. um and yeah that's that's like where I get most of my money <laughs> right so mm. uh playing you didn't go to like school to to play music at all it was just with your one teacher and then Mm. with like the middle school band yeah I I was thinking about you know I just feel like there's not a lot of options especially in Winnipeg you can either go be like learn how to play classical music or you can go into the jazz program and I just neither of those are really for me Mm -hmm. I was considering jazz school but I just I'm not that interested in jazz right yeah. Do you find it was easier to learn out of a classroom setting than, you know, having to learn with all these people and learn a specific piece? Learn. Sorry, what do you mean out of the classroom setting? Like, like, was it easier for you to pick it up on your own and just kind of develop that passion for music, not in the classroom setting, mm-hmm. like learning stuff on your own kind of deal? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely didn't think that I would be like playing music past high school really or like as much as I do you know Mm -hmm. um until like last year I don't know are you just out of high school um I I'm 20 years old so yeah I graduated like two years ago whoa Hmm. so what was your first band uh Paisley Paisley Mm -hmm. and what kind of music do you like alt pop cool and that band is still playing they're still playing, but I'm not playing with them anymore. Okay. So that mm-hmm. was where you sort of... Is that where you developed your sound? Was totally. Like totally. That? Yeah. So was when you started playing with Paisley to, like, the end of your time with Paisley, or as you play now, mm-hmm. is that is there a lot of difference? And, like, what did you learn from that experience? Mm-hmm. I think I learned how to, like, like, write collaboratively, because that's what we were doing. And I learned... I don't know a lot about like what sounds I'm interested in and yeah cool do you have any other musicians artists that you draw inspiration from um my favorite album is Kaput by Destroyer at least right now it is uh it's very like it's very 80s kind of um but with a lot of really, really, really cool instrumental sounds and like really cool synths and and cool guitar, guitar stuff. Yeah. Cool. Earlier you said something about having to sell yourself. So, you do you have to sell yourself on stage? Is there a platform for you to <laughs> you sell yourself anywhere else? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely. Like, I think that there's definitely like a, as a musician, people want the look. And I've been, like, people have not wanted me in their band because of my look, I guess. I don't know if that has anything to do with me being a woman, but I've heard that. Right. So I don't know. I think that, like, yes and no. Because often, like, when you're hired for, like, music work, you're not going to be on stage. But I think, yeah, I think that, like, you... You have to perform. Mm-hmm. 
So what is your style of performance? Does that change mm. in the bands that you're in, or do you just stay? Yeah, same, I don't know. Same. I'm still kind of figuring that out, I think. Yeah? Because I, I used to be... I used to, like, stand still on stage and not do anything because I was just so nervous, but... Um, I think, de- like... I'll definitely be more groovy for certain things, or... I don't know. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. interesting to be, like being 20 and saying that you weren't expecting to be playing music out of high school mm. and just having those like few years to just like yeah. figure it out now because yeah. <laughs> we need you in our band for this project yeah. that's really interesting so where do you see yourself next year one year mm. well um, maybe two well, since you've been yeah. doing it for two so let's like, add another <laughs> two and I see don't <laughs> I don't You're know. What, I don't know where I want to be in two. I mean, I I want to be touring more, and and I'd like to be making like more money doing it, um, but that's not always possible, and that's another hard thing. It's like when to know when you can ask for money and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you mean when well, you can ask for money? Because a lot of people like, and I I do like. I don't always get paid and I'm okay with that, but like a lot of people expect you to work for free as a musician. And I think that's just like, I mean, even like people don't get paid for their music, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's hard to ask for money when you're like working in music, I think. Hmm. And so where do you find, is that, is that point where you'll put your foot down and say, no, this is the art that we're creating and you have to pay us for this? Hmm. Uh, can you rephrase that? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, like, obviously, there's times where you'll do shows where it, it's it's better exposure, and mm. you'll take that. But where are the times where someone wants you to play for free? And have mm. you had that that chance where you've said, "No, this is we're making art, and you have to pay for this." Yeah. Um. Well, I I was more talking about actually like the who I'm like working for, like the band paying me. Oh. Okay. Um. But, yeah, in terms of, like, events, I don't know. I think I think you just kind of have to, like, figure... I don't know. I think that each band kind of has to figure out what, the, what their um, minimum is going to be or, or... Yeah. I mean, depending on where you're at as a band, like, mm-hmm. lots of bands yeah. have guarantees, so that means that... They won't. They they have to be guaranteed. They'll be making this much money from a show. Um, like regardless of the turnout. They yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I don't know. I think you have to figure that out for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you had the chance to tour yet with any of your bands? Yeah, I've d- I've done a little bit of traveling with Atlas and with Beth, but cool. not a whole lot. What are some of the great spots that you guys have visited so far? Um. I had a great time in BC with Beth, um, just because it was so beautiful, and we were too, like we were driving through the mountains in the fall. Um, and I had, I played at Sled Island with Atlas. That was really fun. Are you starting to get like recognized more and more? I'd imagine if you are like playing with a number of bands, it would be like, oh, I saw you at that show. And mm. you're like, well, which one? Because. Yeah, I don't know. I think, like, the music community is so small in Winnipeg. Like, it's the same people going to every show. Right. Like, regardless of the style of music, kind of. So, 
I mean, yeah, I get recognized, but it's like all my friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Is there a band that your friends like you in the most? Um, like the most friends show up to this show? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I think a lot of my friends like going to the Alice shows. Um, yeah, because it's like, it's fun music. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I don't know. Cool. Do you have a favorite venue to play at in the city? Um, I love the Goodwill. Um, I played a show at the Planetarium with Atlas. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that was, was that? like extremely cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've never played a show like that before. So yeah. what was it all about? Um, it was our EP launch and Heather got them to program um, a light show basically for like that went to the songs. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we just played um, kind of, and then there was like stars and all this giant moons coming up, like over top of us. Mm -hmm. Did you ever get distracted? Well, I, mean, like, oh, I actually oh, didn't really get to watch it yeah. because there was like, because there couldn't really be a lot of light on us, there was just these like super bright lights in our face mm. that were like only illuminating us and I couldn't really see what was going on. Oh, for so most of the show. So you like saw it like before or after, but not during. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was in the like the spheric yeah. 360. So you guys were playing in the center? No, we were actually playing on the side because the projector is in the center. Um, so yeah, they, where you would normally sit is where we were performing. And they had a stage. Um, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah it, was... it seems like something that's completely unreasonable. Like, that must be so expensive to yeah. rent out the planetarium. Like, that's yeah. like the hugest thing. Yeah. And to get the lasers to go to your songs, too. Like, yeah. That's, like, that's like, a lot effort. of work. Yeah. That's dedication. The, uh, the, yeah. The guy who. There was one guy who kind of made it all happen mm -hmm. who worked there because he just was like, they had never done anything like that before. And he just got really excited about it. And I think. He kind of like vouched for us because I don't know. Yeah, they had never done it before and they were kind of like, oh, like, I don't know if this is going to work. And yeah. Yeah. So it was Heather's idea to mm -hmm. do that. Yeah, we were originally going to do it at like Wheelies. <laughs> Whoa. Another good spot. Which, yeah, it just, it wasn't as cool as we thought it was. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the planetarium really worked out. Yeah. yeah. Those are both super sweet venues, but I can mm -hmm. imagine like getting to Wheelies and just like, being on a stage in the middle of like drunk friends on rollerblades. Yeah, just, like, it's like maybe not. not yeah, it seems like a good idea, but when you actually think about it, it's like. Did yeah. you ever go there as a kid? Wheelies? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. like remember they would like play those games, like where they'd be like, there's a red wall and a purple wall, and you like, have to <laughs> oh, pick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never win. I would never win. <laughs> I would just be oh, out of the first round. It was always so disappointing. Uh, I just remember every time I'd go to Wheelies, someone got hurt. Like, if it was oh, a school yeah. trip, like someone always. like had a bloody nose or something oh, by the end. Man. Did we even have to wear helmets? Like, I don't, no, I don't, I don't remember so. that. Yeah. yeah. No. Because no. I guess they weren't roller blades, they were like skates, so mm -hmm. they like expected you to be like somewhat solid. Yeah. It's like you're actually like yeah, on yeah, wheels though. Fine. There's a yeah. 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 And like is the the brake is on the toe or the heel? Mm -hmm. oh, the it's on like the, the toe. It's on, yeah. And yeah. everybody would trip over those because it's yeah. like this giant rubber thing. It's not and then you like way. try to put your toe yeah. down and just like yeah. barrel roll. Yeah. yeah, it's not natural. No, not at all. <laughs> But the planetarium, did you go there as a kid too? Like, oh yeah, I love the planetarium. There's, mm -hmm. 
I recently was like going to that museum and it was like you can go to the planetarium, the Touch the Universe, and the museum, and it's like twenty bucks to go yeah. to all wow. three, which is unbelievable. Like, yeah. have you been to like the museum or anything? Well, like as a kid, I guess we all go on field trips, but like, have you yeah. been? Yeah, um, like, uh, like what's your not memory recently. of the museum? I got lost in the museum once when I was a kid, and it oh. really freaked me out. <laughs> Where'd you get lost? Like, do you know which part it was on? It was like, I think there was, um, it was like all these glass. Can, uh, displays. Oh displays. no! It was glass displays with like costume, like I don't know what it was, like Ukrainian dancing stuff, <laughs> and and like Terrifying. yeah, I got lost yeah. in there. I don't know how, but <laughs> yeah, Ukrainian dancers are scary. Yeah, I know that for sure. <laughs> yeah, so uh... I don't have any other questions. I don't have any other questions either. You just, like, we just, you got to the point after yeah. everyone that we asked, which is excellent. Yeah, no, you've thoroughly answered all the questions. Oh, we great. want to thank you again for stopping by. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. Um, and thank, thank you, you for, for cut. uh, cutting Shit. deep with, with us on Paper Cut Podcast. podcast. Thank, thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Just a reminder, you can find all of our cuts online at papercutwinnipeg.com. Here's a cut from our interview next week with Egg. So when I first saw her play at Rainbow Chat, I was like, holy smokes, like, it isn't just hip-hop. Like, I, and that's where I was very kind of, um, again, like, uh, I was kind of blind at the time. I didn't know about other really dope genres of music or people doing, like, kind of cross-fusion genre, like, hip-hop stuff mixed with, like, jazz or, like, funk or anything like that.